Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Jay, Witcher Man, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, William P., Claire, Lady Blooding, Naughty and Nice, Butte Payne, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Christopher, Kilted Sir, Firegood and his good boy Grant, Brian, May Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, Mistress Velma, Enchanted Sparrow, The Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Linus X, The Midnight Girl, Sinful, J21, Daisy If You Do, Princess Katharina and Katharina's Thrall, Harley Chick, Violet Rain, Serenity, Belle, Puppy Mike, Jedi Kitten, Eric, Cat Daddy, Sweetie Todd, Lady Affliction, Dr. Dave, Pumpkin Pie, Ms. Tourmaline, S'more, Hacksaw, Kinky Katie, Wee Mad Beastie, To Be Better For Me, Forest, BP Bryn, Crash Override, Becca, Sir Sin, Little Bean, Kinky Bear, I'm a Baby Bitches, Barbie, Navigator Bard, Frost, Sinful and Naughty, Coffee and Chaos, Noir, Haley's Comet, and Viva Librat. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. Patrons also get discounts at our Etsy shop, Pink Kink Boutique, and our online classes at Pink Kink Institute. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers, both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Well, I, I gave Dara an extra day to try to recover and recuperate and get her voice back. But apparently it was not enough time. Glaring at me. <laughs> I just want to sleep. Why you make me do this? I think it got worse. Because if, if we sleep at this point, it will mess up our going to sleep tonight. No, it won't. All right, it would for me. That's what melatonin is for. I take melatonin just to get any sleep. I am of an age that for me. It's not how many hours of sleep I get, but did I actually get to sleep through the night without waking up? Oh, I haven't had not interrupted sleep in years. Yeah. Okay, but you have you have puppies. Very needy puppies. Yeah. I survived my kids and then they got to be teenagers, which meant they didn't bother me at all because they were sleeping more than I was. Okay, well, that's fun, but I've got basically permanent toddlers. Pretty much. All right, so for episode two of Smut Lovers Conference, we've got some more great interviews with some fantastic authors, and I hope you will enjoy these interviews as much as I did talking with everybody. Well, I'm very excited because we have the lovely and amazing Pepper North with us today. Welcome, Pepper. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here as well. <laughs> I'm actually in the middle of reading one of your books right now, so this is really perfect. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> so I I start off asking everybody, what made you decide to come to Smut Lovers Conference? You know, I started writing in 2017 and um, quickly discovered that one really good way to connect with readers was to go to conferences. So I've been to quite a lot of them. I usually go to at least eight a year. Uh, and at one point, I ended up in San Antonio to for another conference that was set up with demonstrations and all sorts of different types of interactive experiences for authors and for readers with all of the different kink kind of areas that were there, impact play, shabiri, wax play, all of those different things. So uh, it was so much fun. I enjoyed it as much as all the readers enjoyed it. So when the opportunity came to experience something like that at Smut Lovers, I jumped with both feet in. Yeah, it was a, it was a great weekend for sure. What Definitely for- was. Uh, what inspired you? I know we talked, there was a lot of different educational classes. What, what did you find inspiring? You know, I really liked hearing from panels and their views on different things. There were a lot of things I hadn't had exposure to. Uh, your talk, for one, was <laughs> one uh, that I haven't ever really gotten a view of. Um, and definitely, you know, everything always looks different, strange, whatever from afar. But once you get into things, then you start going, hmm, yeah, maybe that is just kind of enticing. Um, so it is, it's fun to to listen and to experience new things. So so we'll see some needle play and blood play in some in a future book. <laughs> You know, I have no idea. I, it could definitely happen for some in uh, some of my series. So the Dr. Richard series would be definitely one that I could see. Uh, they already get shots. So maybe there's something else that could be in there, too. I, I tease everybody about that. I, I don't expect a lot of people to <laughs> to necessarily write those type of scenes. <laughs> but I'm, I live in hope. Yes. You never know. I mean, in... in I think the kink content of books has changed a lot in at least the last three years, five years than what it used to be. So you just never know what's going to show up in a book. (laughs) Now, I know there was a lot of us that were fangirling. I know I was fangirling over getting to finally meet you. Who were some of the people you were fangirling over? Oh, you know, there were some really amazing people that were there. So it was fun to, I always love spending time with my besties, uh, Becca Jameson, who's just kind of a unicorn author. She writes everything under the sun, as well as Kate Oliver, who's brand new onto the scene and has just skyrocketed up into the top 100 of Amazon with um, almost no advertising whatsoever. She Her books are just so compelling. People just are drawn to them. And of course, all the other daddy authors, you know, we don't get to get together very often. So it was fun to see everybody there. But there were a lot of new authors there as well. And I always like seeing new people coming into the profession 
several of them were so nervous when the uh, uh, conference started before everybody came in. And then they were so excited at the end when they'd sold a whole stack of their books or even more than that. So really, I just like the opportunity to hang with readers and with authors. It's fun. You guys had your little daddy corner in the reading, which was so cute. (laughs) I, I, you know, don't know how the daddy quarter ended up. Uh, some brilliant person that had done the uh, seat arrangements, which is great. We always love being in the corner. It's just a fun place. And the the readers loved it, too, because we all were welcoming them to the daddy corner as they were there. So it was fun. Well, you certainly appeal to uh, to my middle. And I came home. I laugh. I came home in addition to books, came home with two teddy bears. So because. I've got my I've got my shadows um, shadow guardian teddy bear and I got yes. and I got my rawhide ranch teddy bear and so yes it's perfect I love them yes and I even um, still have my tattoo because I've been so careful with my little tattoo to make sure <laughs> that was so much fun doing the meet and greet at the very beginning of the event and our guys uh, Mr North Mr Jameson and Mr. Oliver all support us so well. And they just sat in their little table and put tattoos on everybody. It was so much fun. And with those temporary tattoos, you know, there's no jeopardy of any way, shape or form. They're just the little temporary things you can live on the wild side if you've never chosen to get a tattoo. Well, it's definitely inspiring me. Maybe I need a teddy bear tattoo. You know, I'm a big I kind of have to limit myself. I love the feel of tattooing. And I, unfortunately, I'm allergic to the red ink. Oh, no. I discovered after I have one tattoo with red ink. So um, I'm actually having one, the middle of one of my tattoos taken out. So the red is gone. So you just have to be careful with all of those. I know my mother told me, don't oh, get a tattoo. And I didn't listen to her. But if it was me, I'd be on that table getting more tattoos all the time, just because the feel is one of those things that you either love it and it sucks you in or uh, it's just not for you. Tattoos is one of many things that I swore I would never do. And I did. So it just, (laughs) and then I got it. I swore I'd never get a second. Mm -hmm. And I did. So now I've just learned not to say never because now I really want that teddy bear tattoo. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense to do it because you know the urge is going to get you. So, so what was your favorite part of the whole weekend? Do you have a favorite part? I, you know, The signing is always my favorite part, just because I love readers and I love hanging out with them. I had several people that I had been hoping to meet at some book conference somewhere that were able to come this time that I had conversed with through social media for several years. So it was great to get to connect with them. That that was fun. And, you know, it's just the energy in that room when everybody's going around with everybody that just loves books. They are not people that are just readers. They are readers in capital letters that devour books and love them as their escape, just like I do. So it's always fun to, to be in that atmosphere. There definitely was a lot of I found my people (laughs) energy going on in the room. It's like, finally, we don't have to hide what we read. We can talk about it with each other. And I think we all came home with our to be read, you know, red list, just quadrupling. I went to my first book conference in 2018. It was a very 
interesting process for me to try to explain, A, what I wrote, because there weren't that many daddy books out there at that time. And I was everybody's dirty little secret. They would go, oh, yeah, that seems interesting. And then they'd go back to their room and my downloads would skyrocket after an event because people would try one book and then read the next one and the next one and the next one. Daddy books are one of those addictive kind of things. They're either for you and you're going to read all 100 and however many books I have, or it's just not going to ring true for you, just like pretty much any other kink that's there. And your Dr. Richard series, too, it's it's for at least that I've seen, it's pretty unique. Haven't found a lot with that level of medical play. No, there aren't. And that series, you know, I just love it. And when Amazon banned Zoe off of Amazon a couple of years ago, I it, it just was crushing because Zoe is this character that repeats in every single bo- book. And she's just one of those unforgettable people that you would love to have as your bestie. And you, you just love her. She's just fun. Uh, so the outcry was amazing. All of the people that contacted Amazon and Amazon did actually message me and say, well, you know, just make a few changes and reload it back up on Amazon, to which I went, mm, screw you. I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> so it's just free on my website. But it is that the series is kind of one of the kind and it made my career. There are 34 books in that series. I took a break last year from writing them. I wrote one for a short anthology for the Dirty Daddies um, anthology this year. And I it's my spirit animal. I love that series. I was so happy writing that book. I was like, okay, I can't, I can't walk away from this. I've got to keep writing them. So definitely there will be more Dr. Richards coming just because I love to write them and everyone loves to read them. So why not? That's how I discovered you is through that, that I've done. I've read the Sanctuary Ranch and all that. And I'm catching up on the Cupcake series. That one I got behind and you just kept writing and writing. So it's like, I've got a lot to catch up on. They just explode. They're so much fun. Yeah. And every series has its own kind of little flavor to it. That one's just light and fun and fluffy and everybody loves it. And Paige Michaels is amazing to write with. I've had so much fun writing with her. So that's been, been a great thing. But yes, with two of us that are both fast writers, those books come out fast. I'm a fast reader, so I'm not complaining. I yes. I now know that I have a nice long list to catch up on, and it's great. So, it's are you nice to have a TV read yes. list? I know. Well, I I've got so many now from this conference because of all the various a lot of authors I'd never heard of before, and I love that. So, I've got this list. Are you coming back next year? I am. Yes, I'm already signed up. Kate and Becca and I are going to sponsor the meet and greet again. We had so much fun the first time. We can't wait to do it again. And uh, who knows what we'll come up with this time. I have a feeling tattoos will still be there, but we'll uh, (laughs) we'll do our best to add a special flair this time that's coming up. I absolutely love Nikki Rome. She is uh, an amazing person. And as an event coordinator, I am just in awe of what she was able to put together for this first book 
on the smut lovers ran smoother than just about any conference I've ever been to, which is a testament to all of her thinking and planning and work and hours and all of those things. So, yes, it was very impressive. I'll be back. Cool. Yeah. All right. Like to give everybody a chance to promote their stuff. Where can people find your books? I am everywhere. Um, Most of my books are on Amazon and the KU program, but a lot of them are spread wide across uh, all the booksellers, you know, Barnes and Noble, iBooks, all of those things. If you want Zoe, my band book, it's free on my website. So you can go to four, the number four, peppernorth.club and join the uh, age play club that's there. And you will definitely be able to download on the very front page the uh, forbidden book off of Amazon. And I hope you love it. It's one of those that's near and dear to my heart. I've read it. I recommend it, people. So (laughs) definitely grab it. Thank you so much, Pepper. I cannot wait to continue reading all your lovely stuff. Well, thank you for enjoying my books. It's nice to know they go to good homes with people that appreciate them. I am here with Christian Pan, who is one of our authors. Welcome. Thank you so much. What made you decide to come to Smut Lovers? Actually, this is my first in-person book signing. And I've gone to other kinds of conferences for other kinds of activities and subjects. But I thought, as a new writer, I want to meet new people, see what other people are doing, what kind of stuff they're writing. It's more of like a... Uh, glamorous holiday. There we go. And what what kind of genre do you write with it? I write erotica. I'm I'm bisexual. I feel like a lot of stories that depict bisexual people, especially men, are not accurate to my experience or to my um, interests. And so after complaining about that for much too long, I thought, (laughs) what the heck? Why don't I try my hand at that? I think a global pandemic and locking down and eliminating my normal employment also helped to give me the time to try and write. And um, I thought I would do it for six months, but it's been two and a half years. So what turned into a lark is now some kind of calling, I suppose. There we go. And what are you hoping to accomplish here at Smut Lovers? I definitely want to see if I can learn from those writers that are more experienced and knowledgeable than I am what they do so I can learn from their experience and maybe not just be wandering in the wilderness of uh, being an indie self-published writer, be a little bit more successful. If I can meet some new readers who might be interested in my work, that'd be terrific. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never... I mean, I've been to some online book related stuff before, but nothing in person. So I feel like already the the energy is so much more fun than what I was, um, than I can compare to with online stuff. So I really like that. And yeah, I just want to see what people are doing, like yeah. what kind of stuff they're up to. And did you attend some of the panels? I did, yes. I was at the, um, I had to work, so I couldn't get here before last night. So I went to the ones this morning about researching BDSM and also marketing romance or erotic literature that incorporates BDSM and kink. Oh, good. And you found that helpful? I do. I mean, I think, I guess I feel, to be totally frank, I feel a little bit of an oddball in the sense that I think there's a lot of emphasis on the marketing and covers and fonts and social media 
And I miss more discussion about the writing itself. Like, what are you writing about? Why are you writing about that now? I want more of those kinds of conversations because I find them interesting. I was surprised there was no mention about censorship or about the challenges that particularly queer writers who do erotica are facing in terms of like advertising and promoting their work because statistically our work gets taken down uh, exponentially more often. So I felt like that was like a bit of a curiosity, but maybe those kinds of conversations will happen later. Those And those are actually great ideas for 2024. True. Right? So this is the first year that they've been doing this and yeah. it's a learning process yeah, yeah, yeah. and even if you do it for like 5-10 years you're still always learning because for times sure. change yeah. and needs change so we'll definitely make a note of that for Nikki for next yeah. year right, now I know all of us here this is one of my favorite things we all seem to fangirl over each other <laughs> what authors are you like excited and fangirling over that are here oh man um I mean, to be honest, part of my desire to come is that I don't know most of the writers here. Like, a lot of the writers that I know, none of them are attending this mm-hmm. conference. Um, I don't know why. And it doesn't really matter, because I feel like it's a boon for me, because it means I'm going to inevitably meet some new writers. So that's... I mean, I have, like, an extra spot in my suitcase just to, like, load up on books and try to find <laughs> out, like, what's everyone doing. So that's, that's part of the joy for me as a reader, because I think... There's so many writers I just don't know much about. Yeah, it's an opportunity to meet lots of different folks. Absolutely. Now, we don't have a lot of men writing in this genre. I've noticed. (laughs) Why do you think that is? It seems, well, I think, it seems as though most uh, readers are women. Most predominantly readers of romance are women. And I think also... From my anecdotal research, most women want to read romantic erotic stories by other women. So I think those are the three factors that come to mind. My readership is much smaller, but I feel like they're nerdy, erotic people. And there does seem to be an overlap between men and women, but they are predominantly women readers. But I don't know. I, how to get more people just to read, I think, is a great question. Um, and do you think you are able to offer like an entirely different perspective coming in as a male writer? As you were saying, you, you find a lot of the bisexual scenes in the other books aren't as realistic as what you experience. Yeah. I mean, I think it seems like more often if you're a... If you have two women in some kind of bi-curious scene, it's not even considered bisexual. It's just considered feminine. And then the real spice starts when the man enters the room and now there's a, a trio. It, but if a man were to do that, then they're really in the closet, they're homosexual. But in both cases, it seems to presume that bisexuality just doesn't exist. Even though at the same time... It's the largest growing identity within the LGBTQ community. So it's this weird disconnect. I think um, having stories where men and women are depicted as being bisexual without any shame, but also without um, utopian confidence. I feel like that's one thing I... A lot of my peers write these very... Like, everyone is fine and there's no worries at all and everything is just great and I feel like awesome but I I think what I'm writing is has a little more grit has a little more like um, 
Many of my characters are divorced, they have kids, they have, they go to therapy, they have, uh, they like movies, they argue, they have moods. I, they, like, I, for me, like, that's what makes them appealing, is that they are real. Um, I don't, I'm not as interested in just having a blank canvas to put the reader into it. I feel like I want them to get to know these people so it fires their imagination. And also that people are complicated. I mean, that not, not everyone is uh, clear about what is their sexual identity. It may not align with their sexual practice. Right. And I think that's also, I feel like, especially in 2023, there's so many rich things to write about related to the body, sex, identity. And I just want as much of that into erotic writing as possible. I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak of with course. us. Of course. Thank you. Loved having you here. Yeah. Hopefully you'll come back in 2024 and Absolutely. do this again. Thank you. Well, we are here with Laura, one of the wonderful authors from Smut Lovers. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. What made you decide to attend Smut Lovers? So actually, I was following Nikki on TikTok for a while, and she posted a video and said, hey, if there was a conference that was all about schminks, would you come? Oh, you, can, I, say, you can say in our well, podcast. Well, that's how she said it. Oh, <laughs> <how> she said <laughs> it? Yeah. yeah. I, said, I said, I would go. And so it was an immediate yes for me from that moment, just because I want to make sure that whenever I'm writing, it's obviously I write paranormal so it's not real but <laughs> it's as authentic as it can be so knowing that I could come to a place and learn some things uh was very good but then also I have a secret side of me that is not the author Ooh. that's also a little bit you know maybe a little kinky so there was that part too <laughs> cool. so all right so you were expecting to come in and get educated that's yes. <laughs> fabulous. All right. And do you feel more educated now that the conference is over? I do. I still have so many questions. It was just like the tip of the iceberg where it was like, here is this that you can learn. And then, but know that there's this whole other thing that is still left. <laughs> so what, what do you think is the one area that really grabbed your attention that you'd love to learn more about now? Ropes. Oh. I had my emotional support human with me and um, I was uh, she very generously allowed me to tie her up. Uh, <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. But I think that I would like to just know more about it, maybe get tied up myself. Because, you know, when you write, you write from both perspectives of, of giving and receiving. And, and so, yeah. Yeah. And what inspirations are you walking away with from this conference? Obviously, as a as just a person, you're interested mm -hmm. in the rope. But as an author, like what kind of stuff? I think the impact, the, the demonstration. And um, I did go prior to the conference to one of the Woodshed's virtual education series where they talked about um, impact as well. And I think that that's something that I want to expand in my writing. I certainly use spanking, but not to the full extent that I could. And then implementing some other things like the whip and the flogger. And, and she was very creative with those clothespins. <laughs> so, um, so many good, I, I, exciting, wonderful things in the impact yeah. world. Yes. And then personally, in my real life, sharps is not for me. I'm sorry. 
I'm used to that. I'm very well used to that. <laughs> but I thought the panel was super interesting. And I did see some of your photos and it really do make some very cool like patterns and everything. And I think that that could be fun to explore as an author, um, even though it would not be something that I would be. Yeah, I and I've I'm well accepting of the fact that you know we have a saying your kink is not my kink and that's okay and, that's okay. and mm-hmm. it, it it gets used a lot with me <laughs> <laughs> because my kink is not a lot of people's kink. What that. what are some of your memories from the weekend? Some of oh, like if, um, if, if somebody said should I be going? What are all the wonderful things that they would have? Well, first of all, you should be going because it was awesome. Everybody there was just like a an environment of respect and a welcoming um trying to think of the word of like just acceptance and no judgment and i really appreciate being in places like that because especially as an author sometimes you get people who who aren't you know about that and they're like that's kind of weird that you would say that or think that or feel that way and if you come to spot lovers there's just not going to be anybody who's going to be like that's kind of weird that you think that way I really enjoyed the after party, the demonstrations that were there. Uh, I think that that was a lot of fun. And yeah, just the sense of community, getting to meet people, getting to network with people that you maybe are afraid to approach online. It was it was a good time. So. Yeah, there was a whole lot of fan girl girly going on from all of us. Who who were you? Oh, yeah. Who were you most fangirling over? Come on, fess okay, so up. <laughs> I try really hard not to fangirl. Like it happens, but I'm like, hey, I'm fangirling from over here. <laughs> I had the the pleasure of meeting Grace McGinty the weekend before, and I knew she was going to be there this time around. And so I was like, okay, let's not stalk her the entire time. <laughs> you just have to like gently be like, hey, and then walk away for a bit, and then you can say hey again. Also, R.L. Calder, uh, I I could tell that she's not one who really enjoys like a lot of of praise, like you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I was trying to like not be like, oh my gosh, you're such a great author, da da da, and like I was just like, hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> Definitely them. And then I had the pleasure of sitting next to Deb Alexander at like my table at the signing, and she was really cool. Um, I would be excited to see her again and then there were some people that i did not speak to that i I, like left and was like i should have said hi to them um i i said (laughs) hi to everybody i wanted to i didn't get pictures with everybody that i wanted to get pictures with that's that's probably fine to say like do i have any regrets that's like my only regret is i should have taken more pictures i'm the same way it's like if i'm somewhere where my attention is my phone is in my pocket. Like as long as I know my kids are okay and they were because they were their fathers who are very capable, um, <laughs> then my phone is away and I'm not even thinking about taking pictures because I'm, you know, and then I get home and I'm like, dang, yeah, I should take pictures. Right? I know. One of the things, so you mentioned about the fact of everybody being very accepting. I think that was the coolest thing because as somebody who's been reading basically smut, since I was a young kid, I never told anybody the kind of books I read, right? And it's only been with like the last really two or three years that I'm finally like proudly going, I read smut. 
and I love it. And I'm very content and happy reading it. You know, I, I do you find the same issue as an author that you kind of have to yes. keep that quiet? Uh, so Lara is my pen name. And at my job, they knew I was going to this writing conference. I've been telling them about it for a whole year. And they're like, oh, it's coming up. Are you excited? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, what what book did you write that you're going to bring with you? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's about vampires. You wouldn't like it. <laughs> so, so I'm a paralegal. And one of my attorneys thinks that I write rom-com, which, I mean, I could. But I also don't think I'm that funny. So I don't. But... I, I don't tell her at all, but I do have one attorney who is the sweetest and buys everything I write and brings it into the office for me to sign. And, um, and she's great, but I, I don't, I don't know. My friend's like, are you going to go to Barnes and Noble? And I was like, no, because if I'm at Smut Lovers where I know everybody there is expecting a certain type of book from me and I can have my NSFW art on my table, just right up in your face, I'm good. Because that expectation is set. I'm not going to go to Barnes and Noble and have some lady ask me, well, what is your book about? And then I just silently die. <laughs> There's a lot of NSFW stuff around the whole place. There were peens. There was, yes. I mean, it was great. Yeah, it was definitely the first time I was like, hey, do you want to rub my penis? And people were like, yeah. <laughs> like my people, I found my people. <laughs> All right. so. Are you coming back in 2024? Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. How are we supposed to wait a year for crying out loud? Like a year now. I know. I'm already planning and, and it's Moulin Rouge. So I'm trying to find the perfect corset, of course. But, you know, I, I just have to count the days. I guess we'll have to do that. All right. It's time to plug yourself. Plug, plug your author name, oh plug gosh. your books so people can look you up. All right. So I write under Lara G. Elmore and Lara Grace. Lara Grace is my contemporary name. And currently all of that work is on Kindle Bella, which is a serialized reading platform, part of Amazon. But if serialized reading is not for you, all of my work under Lara G. Elmore is paranormal. And let's see, three out of the five books available are very spicy. <laughs> my most popular one is Bloodwork, which is a standalone story about a human who goes to an auction to sell her blood. She is hired by a clan of four vampires. They take her home and they take a little bit more than just her blood. Um, it Ooh. is a why choose story, but it's also kind of poly because everybody loves everybody. And I put emphasis on the relationships equally. Sounds fascinating. I'll have to add you to my list. It's like my to be my to be read list is out of control. Not that it wasn't beforehand, <laughs> but after last weekend, uh, I can't get download enough books to. I know get all that this was the, done. that was the one part. Um, it was fortunate to fly there because it means I could not buy a bunch of physical copies and bring home with me because I had uh, to fly home. So yeah. that was helpful. Yeah, see, I buy the physical copies that I never actually read. Mm. They're just autographed. They sit on a special shelf, place of honor. No one's allowed to touch them because you could mess them up. And then I download it all on my Kindle. Man. And it's all good. Well, thanks for coming and talking. And I will definitely you. see you next year. I'm so excited. All right. Have a good night. 
Well, we are very lucky to have Mo Flames here with us on the podcast after a fantastic weekend. Did you have a blast? I had a blast, Rara. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> Still recovering. Like you said, I think I'm just feeling back to myself <laughs> today. Yeah. It was a lot of people, which oh, which I enjoy. But I know for, for those who are not as extroverted as I am, that can be tough. Yeah. Yeah. I just told you I'm an extroverted introvert. So it's like after peopling, I think I need a, a recharge. My battery needs to recharge. <laughs> the Energizer Buddy has to sit on top of the charger and recharge. I love it. So what made you decide to come to Smut Lovers? Well, because as an author, I write smut, but I'm I'm not writing the smut with BDSM. And I had the opportunity of meeting Nikki Rome last year in Vegas at another signing event. And um, when I was told by my table buddy, J.S. Mercer, what it was about, I was like, are you kidding me? Because that's what I'm going to be writing about soon. And she said, well, you need to get with Nikki. So when I say I was white, like white on rice, I jumped on her. <laughs> I was like, hey, Nikki, what is this uh, conference you're going to have next year? And she handed me her card. Do you know I had that card in my pocket, made sure I put it away. I got home. It was the first thing I did. I reached out to her and she sent me the information. I jumped right on it. And I reached out to her. I got, as soon as she sent me the flight, the flyer to pay it, I paid it. And just like when she sent the interest form for 2024, I jumped on it. For 2025, I jumped on it. But I knew this was going to be the the conference to help with my writing. And already, I I can, yeah, I I came back with so much information. My readers better get ready. I I am excited about that. So what what in particular inspired you? Was there any particular roundtable or panel or whatever that just, you were like, this, this is what I needed? Yes, I will say mainly finding out about the aftercare. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was a funny one. I mean, just the fact of coming out of BDSM 101, knife play, that's something, okay, that I, wa- that I wasn't sure about I was going to ever get involved <laughs> in. But I said, hey, why not? Why not? Why not? Um, and of course, role play. That's something different. You know, I had never done that before. So um, I, have some, I have some more homework to do. But those were things that I was, I'm, I've been green in all of this. All of it really was green for me. And I've just been doing all the research and having one-on-one conversations with those that are in the life already, in the community. Imagine having someone that you're on, you're on the computer and you're doing research. But imagine being in the room and being able to ask a question of someone face-to-face and they're explaining it to you mm-hmm. and you can bounce it back and forth to them and they're saying, hey, here's my number. You call me. We talk. And here, here's, some, here's some more information. And it's like, oh my God, this is so awesome. So it's like, I'm, I, I, I was so, 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 so grateful and so thankful for the opportunity to be in the space with everyone. And, and that's the other part, that it was a space that I felt comfortable in I didn't right like didn't you feel like you walked away now with the whole extended family oh did I that oh (laughs) those my those my brothers my sisters my cousins my aunties (laughs) and uncles oh my god I love them all I can't wait like do you understand I'm counting down how how do you leave someplace and already count down like it's um I think it's like as of yesterday (laughs) it's like 352 but I'm not counting or anything You're like me, but I'm not counting. And I may have signed up for 2024 and 2025. So I understand. I I got the interest form. I I think I'll put a GIF on the in the in the group and I'm like, it was the guy that's running so fast. I went I I ran like as soon as she said, Okay, guys, 
I put the 2025 up. I literally, I jumped right on it. I'm like, I don't even know how many books I'm going to have out. It doesn't matter. I'm coming. I'm just going to be there. I, I can't not imagine being around everyone. It was just, it felt so good. It was just everything. I mean, the moment I walked in, I'm like, oh my gosh, these are my people. Yep. These are my people. <laughs> that's been the common thread from everybody I'm talking to. Like, that's how we all felt. These are my people. Yeah. Right. No judgment. I, I mean, like I laughed. So even within my own community, I'm a little out there. <laughs> the things that I like to do are a little strange. And it was really funny because I was so worried to come and teach all these people, many of whom are vanilla or just dipping their toes was like, yeah. I'm going to freak everybody out. And I was so surprised, like how many people stayed and listened and, yeah. you know, who came up to me, like I had a couple who say, OK, so I've unlocked a kink that I didn't know I had or not right. something I think I would do, but it was fascinating. I mean, it was like no judgment. Everybody was so fantastic. Yeah, that's and that was the part I think I love the most that it was just no judgment. And that what you just said, like, I may not try it, but I want to <laughs> learn about it. And maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I'm a, look, there's a star right there. Maybe <laughs> just maybe. So, yeah, it was just great to be in the room and just experience that and just know at the end of the day, no one was going to look at you sideways like, oh, my God, you like that stuff because come back home and, you know, you can't have these type of conversations. You know that, right? Yeah, because like, I, do. I do know <laughs> like that. <laughs> So it's still the same thing. It's like, I'm not sharing much. It's like, I can come in the group though and say what I want to say, have these conversations and know that this is my family, that we can talk about this. And I know that you guys won't judge me. You'll help me out. You'll, you'll follow, you'll guide me. Here's the other part. Educate me. Educate me. How about that? Use that word. You'll educate me on what I need to know about it. And not just, okay, Mo, great. Mm -hmm. No, that's nice. No, you'll educate me on it and I'll walk away with a better understanding, better knowledge, and I'll be able to, to walk away and say, okay, once again, star, maybe, <laughs> just maybe. I will, yeah, I will give I'll you like a little secret. The one thing that kinksters love to talk about is kink. Like get any one yeah. of us talking about kink <laughs> and the problem's going to be to get us to shut up. Yeah. No, I felt like that. I said, we, it's like conversations did not end. It was like walking by and I'm just like ear hustling, like, oh, like, let me get in that conversation. Oh, what you guys are talking about? It's like, I, I, that's the part I love too. It's like, I just got in. And do you know, I spent a lot of money with the, with the pure romance lady too. <laughs> I spent a lot of money. <laughs> I really did because I, I was like, I'm going to buy some stuff because I, I, I do. You, I, you need to try, right? Maybe, I need to try. Maybe, maybe what you're what we call now vanilla with sprinkles. So the, not, maybe, sprinkles. not maybe kinky, but you're a step up from just vanilla. A little exactly. sprinkles. I got some sprinkles over here. I got a little sprinkles over here. So yeah, I was excited See, about that. Before we know it, with you coming back in 2024 and 2025, we're going to get you to Kingster stage before you oh, know yes. it. Yes. Yes. I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling. Like, Mo. Are you still feeling like you're an introvert, you're an extrovert, introvert? I said, I may have stepped up to just a little extra, <laughs> a little extra. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, my goal is, and I've talked to Nikki about it, and so we'll finalize all the details. My goal is I'm going to be bringing more toys next year, and I'm going to set up a demo station so people can try. Um, it's one of the things I do in my kink community. I yeah. I take people, we like to call them, you know how like when you walk around Costco and there's those people with the little samples and you get a tasting? I do that with different kinks. 
So I'll bring my wow. I'll bring my toys and you can oh you want to be hit by a flogger and feel what it tastes you know see what it tastes like I'm going to do that it's you want to like, yeah. you want to see what it tastes like to be hit with a cane all these different things so that when you write them you have a better understanding of what those things feel like yes. so that would be dope that would be and, really dope and yeah, I, I think like people that. will walk away with that going I need more sprinkles all <laughs> <laughs> right Sprinkle me, baby. <laughs> that is that is realness. Sprinkle me, baby. <laughs> oh, I'm I, I'm oh, gonna like. steal that. That's definitely got to do something with that. Yeah. Sprinkle me, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna create a sticker baby. or something and bring that to next year's event. <laughs> I like that. I can see that with all the pink. Sprinkle me, baby. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, who are some of it. the authors that you might have been fangirling over and were excited to meet? Okay. Okay. Uh, Definitely, she was right down for me. Um, and I did not. I did not get to go over to her table. I, I tried to, but everyone was at my table. Um, oh my God. It was, um, and I just had her, I had her, I had her book right here. And I said, she's going to kill me because I said I had her cover sitting right here today and I knew we were going to come on. And I said, if you ask me about it, I'll have it here. Cause <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe I did not get to her table because. Believe me, her the guy is so he's such a hunk. He's one. Mm-hmm. She did all the dad. Her her husband. I kept walking into the daddies at the daddy table. That daddy corner um, Kate, was special, wasn't that, it? That daddy corner. Kate is it? Kate. Kate um, Oliver. Yes. Kate Oliver. And then um, there was also let's see, Kate. So I was fangirling over her. So that was number one, Kate Oliver. And I and I also um, there was who else was there that I didn't get a chance to? Of course, there was Amity. Amity, I so bad wanted to take a picture with her. I met her. I met her. But I didn't get a chance to take a picture with her. But she said, no problem. We didn't get a chance to. But next year, I, next year, I said, for sure, for sure. If I see you, first thing I'm going to do oh, yeah. is take a picture with you. Because that was one of the first things I wanted to do. Um, who else didn't I get a chance? Because she was too down for me. I took pictures of her table. <laughs> did not get a chance to get her books. Because Macy was right next to me. And she was down from, she was too down for Macy. Uh, it'll come back to me. Yeah. But she was too down for Macy. But she was right down from there. And I took them, because she's on my phone. I took them and I, because everyone's on my phone. I'm like, she was right there and I didn't get my books. And she's like, she's already broken down. That's okay. And I'm like, but I didn't get my books. I, I didn't get a chance to get my books. So I was like, at least those are the ones. But I got to see them. And that was the, that was the fun part. I got to actually see them. And, that, and you know how you sit there and you're like, they were in the same room. Yep. And you didn't get a chance to like take a picture with them. Are you kidding me? I was what so bad mean? about taking pictures <laughs> because I, I felt like almost awkward, right? But I yeah. totally understand it. Like Pepper North is telling me she listens to my podcast. And I think I walked around all weekend Pepper. going, oh, my God, Pepper North listens to my podcast. Oh, my God, Pepper North listens to my podcast. It's she was like another one. Mm-hmm. It's she like crazy. One. But to get information from her too, to have her on a panel and listen to her, give you information, because we had author panels. So to right. listen and have things told to you that you can ask the questions and you're like, oh, my God, this was so cool that you get to ask the what you would call the 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 not the ones who've been doing this for a while, the veterans, and ask them, well, how do you do this, and what what would you do in this situation? They they give you their advice. That was also cool, and I, I loved that. And when Nikki asked, well, what could we bring back? That was one of the things I put on I, there, and I'm like, instead the of generosity, right? It yes, was the generosity. Yes. Nobody viewed anybody else as a competitor. Right, right. right it wasn't right. like I'm not going to help you because you might sell more than I do. Like everybody was like, we are in this together. I will. If you need help, I will help you. If I ever need help, I know you'll help me. And it was it was so beautiful. Yes. Yes. That's why I said the whole thing. And I kept hearing that, too. Friendly. I kept hearing friendly, friendly, Mm -hmm. friendly. I didn't feel like no drama, no drama, no no drama. 
no drama. And you know, sometimes, and I've, I haven't thankfully been to any event that had that, but I would overhear sometimes that there were things going on behind the scenes. I'm like, okay, I'm glad it didn't involve me. Didn't bother me. It wasn't my, wasn't my thing to deal with, but to know that this was a space that again, safe, it was fun. Oh my mm-hmm. God, it was so much fun. So much fun. So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just over, it's so much fun. And no drama. No yeah. drama. I, and I and that's why I said I, I think that's why we're so hyped. Like this energy holding this on for 300 plus days. This could be hard. It's gonna be hard. Like hurry, 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 hurry up. Next year. Not trying to rush a year away, but it's almost like, come on, hurry up though. Right. Well, <laughs> listen, I've got plans because I've already warned my boss that I'm gonna take extra time off because I'm actually gonna I've got plans to go to Disney with Amity. And her wife, because I'm yeah. like, I she's my new sister That's in so pink. Cool. So we got to go that. and do things. I love that. I so love that. That's but so awesome. yeah, um, I, you know, this is almost a hard question to ask. Is there anything you think that was missed that you'd love to see next year? I mean... Gosh, no. I mean, it's like you think of everything. Like I, That's why I asked her. That was one of the first things I put. How are you going to top next year? Right. Like, I mean, okay, a dance floor. We got, we're going to get our dance floor. So we already know we're going to get to <laughs> <laughs> that. So, well, there goes my heels. I'm going to have to come so, yeah, flat right. so I can dance. Yeah. I would say flats anyway. But it's like that. We know we're getting a dance floor. So it's like, but what else? It's like, and I, I did tell her like, okay, if there's a such thing as BDSM 102, but because I'm still sprinkles. So you're yep. still giving me sprinkles. I couldn't tell you what what it would be next, next, but I'm trying to think what did I put on my interest form? Because I think I might have put one other thing. I, that's why I said so much was covered. I feel like she gave us so much. I feel like she just gave us so much. I couldn't, like you said, it's so yeah. hard because this was such a, a jammed, packed weekend. I don't... It's been a while. And I'm talking about where you're going to a conference where you're being taught. Like I said, educated. Yeah. I have not. And and wanted to be every single day, all all afternoon, plugged in, interactive, interactive. Yep. And that you're involved, meet wonderful people, all walks of life, no judgment. I don't, that's Nikki, I don't know how you're going to do this, honey. If you're listening, I don't know how you're going to do this. And you know, this is Mo. I've told you this countless times now. I don't know how you're going to do it, honey. But well, I've, I know it's going to be bomb. <laughs> my notes have been going crazy. I'm like, and I'm trying not to overwhelm her because I'm sure she's trying to recover. But it's like, can we talk yet about it? I want to talk about what I'm teaching because I really want to do this. I want to do that. And I, I'm like, like right. okay, you just have to re- re- pull it back a little bit. Give poor Nikki yeah. a chance to recover. <laughs> I think the I think the the educators and the presenters will will be better to be able to give her more because like always we feel like we want more from you. Of course, we'll always yeah. want more from you if you could give us more because if, you know how you say you could give us the surface because here this right. is the time I'm only allotted. This is all you could give us during your time. So if you have more to show us, you know I'm going to want more because I came to your table oh, yeah. anyway. So I'm going to want more. <laughs> One more anyway. So you saw as soon as you said, I'm like, yep, I want to come up for an interview. Yep. <laughs> yep. I want to come up. So anything else you could give. Yeah. So that's why I said it's so hard to say because I feel like you, she she nailed it. She nailed this. I mean, she did an amazing job for her first event. I couldn't I could even believe this was the first event yep. when I was told this was the first event. She chef's kiss. And so Chef, to do perfect. this a second time, yeah, perfect. And I'm just excited that you guys are coming back to help her. So I know she's going to do it, do it all over again. I know she's going to do it all she over is. again, even better. All right. I want to give you a chance to promote your books, tell people where they can find your stuff. Yes. So I am Mo Flames, 
I am the spicy authoress. I am always pushing the boundaries of spicy romance with spicy precision. You can find me on all platforms as MoFlames underscore author. That is Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, which is now X threads. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never call it X. So it's so good. No, right. Yeah, right. Well, if his mama named on Twitter, we're going to call him Twitter. So <laughs> that's what we're going to call him Twitter. But yes, I'm everywhere. I have an amazing series. It, I shouldn't even call it amazing. It is a scandalous, it is romantic suspense series, the Enough Ooh. series. Yes. Please pick that up. Right after that, we have the Affinity series, which that introduces us to the BDSM. Yay. Ooh. Yes, yes, yes. And we have one that's coming out. Well, by the time everyone listens to this and by the fall, maybe there'll be another one. Make you mine. There's also Love and A Minor. So yeah, that's that's about it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy writing schedule to talk with us. And I know I will see you next year. Yes, you will. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And I'll talk to you soon. I am very excited to welcome Timber Dalton here with us today to talk about her experience at Smut Lovers. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. So I always start off and ask everybody, what made you decide to come to the Smut Lovers Conference? Well, the big thing is that Cecil and Darcy from the Woodshed in Orlando were involved and I've known them for several years. And when they said that they were on board, I was like, okay, cool. I was very sad that we were losing Shameless Book Con because I really enjoyed going to that one. And then I also talked to Nikki and I just, I liked everything that I heard that was going to happen. I was very excited about it and it it exceeded all expectations as as an attendee uh i have heard nothing but good things my experience was was fantastic and i'm looking forward to being part of it going forward right yeah everybody had such an amazing time we're all we're all like we signed up for 2024 signed up for 2025 it's like we are there Yep, I have the deposit on my table for 2024 and I filled out the interest form for 2025. Awesome. Now, I happen to know that you actually have a kinky background. Yes. So how did how did all the education work work for you? Did you feel that it was on target for what you know? Um, yeah, the speakers were great. There was a variety of people from different walks of life and I always tell people there are other other than safety issues, you know, big, big honking asterisk right asterisk right there. Uh, other than safety issues, there is no one true way of doing BDSM. And I I saw that there was a, a diversity of experiences and people and presenters. And it was great to see that it wasn't just like some elderly white dude training around going, well, you must do things my way because I don't see so. It was, it was it was really great. I had a great time uh, listening to the different presenters. I didn't catch all the classes, unfortunately. Um, but the ones that I did get to sit in on, I I thought the presenters did a great job. And did you did you learn anything new? Um, it's not so much that I learned uh, things new, but I got to see different points of view, which I think is important because there's I'm I'm. I'm not saying that I'm an expert. There is no certified expert BDSM person. I, I would never say that. And I always like to learn the classes that I sat in on were things that I I had a grasp of the subject matter, but it was 
great to see different points of view and things that maybe I didn't think about exactly the same way, like the mindfuck class. Uh, mm-hmm. The presenters there did a great job and they were pointing out different things that I didn't really think about coming at it from that particular direction. But, it, it, you know, so, so it's not so much that I, I learned things, me personally, but, but again, remember, I'm not, I'm not a baby kinkster. I've, I've been in the lifestyle for a while. But I liked how they presented it. It was very accessible. It was it was as far as I could see safe information. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see anything harmful or dangerous that was or hear about anything harmful or dangerous presented. You know, like, well, we have to do it this way. And that's like not a, from a safety aspect, not a way you should do it. And, I, and I, I do love to learn. I love to see other points of view. I love to watch presenters. I love to see how other educators handle uh, their subject matter. So I, I had a great time with all of that all the way around. I, I thought it was perfect for people who don't have a foundation in what real life kink is, because a lot of readers, unfortunately, their experience is, oh, I read this in a book, which is why one of my series, I read it very realistically so that people could go read it and go, oh, here and hand it to their partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted that grounding. So what I saw there, it was that realistic grounding. It wasn't the not to disparage Fifty Shades of Grey. I am not disparaging it in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. It is, but it is entertainment and should be taken only as entertainment, not as an instructional or blueprint yeah. for what a say, sane, and consensual relationship should be. So I, I loved that everybody that was there got exposed to the realistic points of BDSM and kink and fetish and got to see it now I, I, oh my god the at the gala on saturday i cannot rave enough about how wonderful it was to see a variety of different body types of performers it wasn't just right again, that was, no i was intended. not expecting it, that and it was fantastic it, it, it wasn't just a bunch of skinny little white girls out there gyrating it was a bunch of real people real body types and they were all amazing and i was just i was just like yeah you know <laughs> to, to see that it was it was wonderful so are you going to be participating in any of the education for next year are we going to get you maybe presenting or I, on some panels i hope so uh i did send in a ideas of different panels that I can teach because I can I can present on a variety of topics uh, in different areas of from both a writing standpoint and from a participant standpoint of kink topics. This past year, I lost my partner, Russ, in October of 2021. And I haven't. Thank you. Two weeks before Shameless BookCon, he was supposed to go with me. Uh, So that was rough. That was a rough one. Um, And I haven't presented or taught since then. And Nikki had first mentioned something to me about maybe me being a presenter. And I, I didn't really pursue it because I, I wanted to. But on the other hand, I didn't want to like be standing in the middle of a class and then like break down crying because mm-hmm. something hit me. But uh, next year, I definitely, if, if she needs a presenter, then I definitely would like to be on the lineup for, for doing that. Because I'm, I'm in a much better place now than I was when, when they were first putting this together last year. So I, I absolutely would like to. Yeah. Now, I, I happen to know that you have experience actually running a dungeon. I would yes. love to see you talk about that because a lot of the books that I read, even you know, either the people are very, <laughs> very involved in running it or they're even the owners of the dungeon. And so yep. to offer that, because I, I worked on the um, reality versus fantasy in dungeons panel. And we did have mm-hmm. a couple of people asking specifically about financial stuff, which 
which I passed on to Cecil to answer because that he can answer better than I can. But, you know, just the day to day running and how all that goes, I think would be really helpful. Oh, my God. It's a lot of work. And and again, that's one of the things I addressed in my one series, my Suncoast Society series. It's very much based on the Tampa Bay Phoenix Club. I was on the members on the uh, on the management team for a, a little over seven years. And I was vol- we we're a volunteer. We're not I mean, the members, obviously, you have to pay to be a member there. But the people that work there and run it uh, do not get paid. Uh, we were we were lucky to make expenses every month, and that's that's kind of typical for a lot of smaller venues. If you can mm-hmm. if you can make all of your expenses and have a little bit left over at the end of the month, you've done great. You know? yeah. um, it's not the big rich fancy stuff, and it's it's a lot of work because it's not it, most of the time. Uh, Russ and I, my partner, he when when he passed, I was not the owner again, but I was on the core management team, and he helped me do a lot during COVID so that we could safely reopen. Once it had everybody had started being able to get vaccinated and stuff. And it's a lot of work. And a lot of times we never even played at the dungeon. We waited to play until we got home because we were just so darn tired at the end. It's work. It's a lot of work to make sure everybody gets to have fun and safely enjoy the facilities. Making sure the equipment is is in top shape. Mm -hmm. I've been there. Yeah, I demo top. So I'm always there early. Right. And I'm watching mm-hmm. the staff running around, getting all the supplies set up and making sure oh, yeah. everything is where it needs to be. And then I'm usually there till they I've been there when they've turned the lights on and said, OK, everybody mm-hmm. go home. Um, the ugly lights. Yep. <laughs> and watch them, you know, go around with the garbage bags and cleaning up. And it's it is a huge amount to work. And I, I understand we we read to escape. And so. We like a little fictional world, but there's there's still room for the reality in there. Oh, yeah. There's, like having to be over there in the middle of the day for the AC guy to come fix the air because you've got, you know, 50 people that are supposed to be there for a presentation that night. And it's 95 degrees because it's a warehouse building and yeah. the air's not working. So this, those kind of fun little surprises of running a dungeon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what would have you been inspired by the event now in any in writing? Um, I've always got a bunch of projects in going on at any one given time. It turns out I've got ADHD and autism. So that was things I didn't know about myself years ago. So I've always had multiple projects going, but one thing it did, uh, help me with is I've, you know, it gave me a lot of fresh ideas for marketing and promo materials and cover ideas and talking to the readers, different, different things that they pointed out about you know, what they were enjoying about the event and everything. So it helped me. Uh, sometimes I focus, I hyper-focus too much on one thing or the other. I either hyper-focus on writing and everything else kind of falls to the side, or I hyper-focus on the administrivia. And like right now, I'm in the process of redoing my website. So like, uh, I really need, I haven't done a new logo in probably seven or eight years. I haven't redone my website. Oh, in God. <laughs> so I, exactly. It's, it's things like that. So I've actually been like, okay, I am, this is the week I am going to redo my website. So I'm in the middle of, of going through images and I put a bunch of stuff up on my readers group uh, yesterday for them, uh, different logo ideas and stuff for them to look at and give me their opinions on. So I've been crowdsourcing that, uh, which is something I, I haven't done in the past. Usually I've just been the one woman shop and doing it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, okay, let me let them have input and see what they think so that, that, that I can like, not, not that I'm delegating it, but, but that I'm, I'm not being as much of a control freak and getting other people's opinion instead of just saying, nope, I want to do it this way because that's the way 
it looks, you know, that I want it to look, but I'm open to ideas. Yes. Now I know you were a name that came up a lot for uh, us readers of authors. You were very excited to meet because you definitely, when people ask every time I'm in a, in the Facebook groups that the ask recommendations, they're always like, I need the ugly cry. Give me the ugly cry book. (laughs) The reluctant reluctant Dom that you wrote always, there's at least five of us minimum that are like, this is the one you have to read. Um, Were there any authors that you were like, I really want to, I really want to meet. I'm excited to meet. I've been very fortunate that I've been able to meet a lot of writers that I'd always been like, like Sadie Haler and Zoe York. I've met them. Uh, both a couple of times. In fact, I got to spend a day going around the Alamo with Sadie in 2019 at a at a readers event in with Fort uh, San Antonio. I've I've met Lexi Blake. She's amazing. I love she her. Is, I met her. Um, She's the funniest person. I got to uh, hang out with her while she read out loud to us. Yeah. Toast, toaster porn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, <laughs> Pepper <laughs> Pepper and Becca um, L Boone. Um, so I've, I've been very fortunate that a lot of my favorite readers are writers. I've actually gotten to meet them and like, oh my God, you know, and, and fangirl over them. So, and there's so many new writers out there now that, I mean, I've, I've got like, I've got a, a to be read list that if it was, a, if they were physical books and not ebooks, it would crush me. Um, so I've got a, <laughs> a bunch of new, uh, new writers. And that's something else that I do pick up from these is I, is I find new writers I've never heard of before to go check out their work and, and give them a shot and see how their, you know, how their writing is in their books and what they do and find. I always find new favorites at every event that I go to. Yeah, it's a uh, my my to be to be read list is a little not that it wasn't already out of control. Yeah, but I know Amity Malcolm is like got this thing where she said she wants to read one book from every author. I'm like, oh. oh. I would love to do that. <laughs> I don't know that right. that's going to happen because there was so many Ooh, amazing good ones. And once you start yes. reading one, it's like, oh, but I want to read more by this author. I can't skip and go read somebody mm. else. The pr- <laughs> problems of us readers, we are very, very uh, voracious. Yes. <laughs> we, we love we love what we love. And we're fortunate enough that there's enough great writers out there that we we can we can quench our our reader thirst. Mm hmm. Well, and it was just for me, it was so lovely to meet everybody. You know, you get in your head as a reader, like these authors are our heroes because you guys, you entertain us, you make us laugh, you make us cry. We have a lot of love for authors. And so to be able to like meet everybody in person and find out that not only are you talented, but you're just nice and fun to be with. It's it's a great feeling. <laughs> it's it's always and, and thank you very much for that. And it, it's always because it, I also have anxiety. So when I go to one of these events, um, I usually have have one of my my best friends with me. And lately, it's been my best friend Tracy. And so she's she she really is my emotional support human when I go to one of these things. And um, I'm always like you know kind of like and she's like go do the thing, go do the thing. You can do this. You've got this. You've got this. You can do it. You know. She's always like like my height squad, like reminding me that they want to meet you as much as you're terrified to meet them. They're happy to meet you. So it's, you're, you're okay. You're fine. I'm like, but they're going to see that I'm an awkward, you're a spicy person. And like, I'm going to be at this. They're like, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Go. I will tell you, it just makes you more relatable. And I really, because I've done, this is not my only book conference. I've gone to many and tried to meet as many of the authors as I can. Mm -hmm. 
And honestly, the gratitude the authors have for the readers, that's all we want to see. We we don't care oh, yeah. about we don't care if you're neurotypical or not. We we just we just care that you, you know, and we always walk this fine line between we understand you can only write so fast, but could you please write faster? right yeah yeah um it's and that's i'm I'm blessed that this is my evil day job and i have a i have i can touch type uh, i'm a speed touch typist with a caffeine addiction so (laughs) i can do i'm lucky with that i i have the past two years have been rough obviously because it's not like i i need my brain or anything to you know write about happy endings and things when my partner died so that that was rough but i'm finally getting back into the groove of writing and and I and part of me felt guilty and I fortunately I have a wonderful therapist now and I felt guilty I'm like I feel like I'm letting people down my therapist is like you can't write from an empty well you know you can't you can't put out there what you don't have in you so you do need to take care of yourself first and don't feel guilty don't force things you know you'll get back out there I'm like yeah but I also need to write to kind of make a living this is and I am very grateful for don't don't get me wrong I am extremely grateful for my readers I I am blessed. I love them to death. They are amazing. And I, I mean, obviously I couldn't do, do what I do without them because I'm, I'm not independently wealthy or anything. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, it, it, I always, when I'm putting books out there, I, there's a pressure on me. And I, and this is very common of talking with other writers that I want to make sure I don't disappoint them. I don't, I am a very fast writer once I'm in that groove. And for a while there, uh, a couple of years back, when I was still writing regularly with, for Siren Bookstrand, I was putting out two titles a month with them, and then working on my own stuff on the side that I was self-publishing. So I was doing all, I mean, that sometimes those were 20-hour days, but again, I'm a speed touch this with a caffeine addiction. So there were some days that I wrote, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20,000 words several times a week. Uh, but it, it's like, I I always want to put out the best book I can. And some writers are like me and can write fast. And some writers aren't. Some writers, it takes some years to finish a book. And there's nothing wrong with either process. Um, but I always want to make sure that because I'm my first reader. So I put a book that I would be happy or at least enjoy reading out there. And I get it that not every book is for every reader. And I've got I've got plenty of readers who like they might love my BDSM, but not like shifters or vice versa. And that's nothing wrong with that. The only thing I ask of my readers is they please legally obtain my books. That's that's it. That Full stop. Fair. If they have, I, if they have legally obtain my books, that's it. I need some shifters doing BDSM. See, that's what I need because I love both yeah. of those genres. I I got a little bit of that in my Triple Trouble series. I've got, I've got uh, there's a couple of characters in there that do that. They're uh, Blackie and uh, Callie have a BDSM relationship in that series. So I need to write more about them. I need to get caught up. I am. It's backlog right now. It's oh, it awful. Is. Well, let me give you a chance to to plug your stuff. Where can people find your books? My website is timberdalton.com. That's timber with a Y. I also write as Leslie Richardson. Leslie with L-E-S-L-I, no E. That's my real name. And I still have people that come up to me going, oh, I didn't know you were Timber. I didn't know you were Leslie, even though it's like on everything. Um, <laughs> so uh, you get to my website and I've got a full listing of all my books and uh, readers list, uh, uh, reading order list, character information, everything is on there. Um, and it's in, in flux right now. So you might it might look different from when you go to it or if you've been there before and haven't in a while, it may look different because I'm I'm ripping it out and redoing it. So. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm just telling you, listeners, that if you need a gut wrenching story that's going to rip your heart out. Put it back together. Read the reluctant Dom. Just have a box of tissues next to you because you're going to need them. 
Thanks. Yeah. Well, yeah thanks. People always say acquainted with the night gets them too. So <laughs> that one's sci-fi. <laughs> that one I I read probably Reluctant Dom like eight years ago, and I still mm-hmm. I still remember it clearly. Oh, it, it it definitely touched me. So well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us today. And I look forward to seeing what uh, you might be teaching next year. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. We are going to finish our adventures at Smut Lovers, the conference with the amazing, the fantastic, the fabulous brain and beauty behind all of this, Nikki Rome. Hi, Nikki. And blushing and blushing. Hi, hi, Rara. <laughs> now, Nikki has not been listening to all the interviews that I've been doing through all this. So she has no idea how much love there is for you and this conference. You say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all nervous to hear all of what everybody's been saying. I will say that. The the overwhelming positive response just from people on social media and people reaching out afterwards has been absolutely phenomenal. But I have not had the opportunity to talk to all of my authors like you have been. So I'm very interested to hear what they all had to say about the experience. Yes. Well, what inspired you to create this specifically to educate about kink to smut writers? I mean, I think it all goes back to reading books and knowing it wasn't right. Like I tell people all the time, I was just kinky enough to know that what I was reading in the books wasn't quite right. And it just didn't feel right. And so sometimes those scenes would just pull me right out of the book completely. And I was like, just recently I've started to DNF books. I mean, but I used to plow through them anyway, just out in principle, but I would always be a little annoyed that either the character didn't feel like it was portrayed correctly or definitely the kink didn't. Um... (laughs) And then the whole Fifty Shades thing came and and I think we've talked about this before when I was on your podcast last time. It kind of opened up the door and, you know, mainstreamed the conversation for romance readers. But there was, you know, people that I knew that were in the community that had so many problems with the book. And I was like, you know what, we're here writing this stuff. Like there has to be a certain level of responsibility to represent the community correctly or as accurately as we can, given the guidelines of a book, right? We're still writing something fake. (laughs) So even when I talk (laughs) to authors about it, I'm like, I'm going to follow the rules all the time, but we, we should know what they are, right? Like it makes sense for us to know what they are or how things really work if we're going to try and do an accurate portrayal of them. So I had a hard time finding authors, probably just because I was too nervous to reach out to people that were in the kink community. And then I I did find one author who referred me to another, who referred me to another, and they started reading some of my scenes and helping me with things. And I was like, why is it so hard to get your hands on this information? And so there comes smut lovers. (laughs) And now we just can't seem to stop. No, we can't. I swear we all came home. On that Sunday and immediately reached out going, so when's next year's? What are we doing? I know. We need to sign up. 
the excitement of it all was absolutely overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. The entire week, I did not sleep at all. I mean, you try taking your entire business and flipping it to 2024 in like 24 hours. I was like, okay, ticket sales have to go up. The website needs to change. We can flex the hotel. Like, we are not going to let this excitement die out. And that's the one thing that I just keep asking everybody who comes to me and they're like, this was such an amazing weekend and I had such a fabulous time. And, you know, what can we do to support? What can we do to help? And I'm like, just keep us a household name. You know, like, let's not forget about Smut Lovers between now and 2024, because we're more than just the conference. Like, we have built this huge community on Facebook. There's like 4,500 people in the last year that have joined this community that are readers and authors that have common interests. We're officially launching Smut Source in January, which will have blog articles from people like you with, you know, educational stuff that you can get your hands on all year long and videos from our conferences. And I just want to be that place where people know they can come and get the right information without Googling it or, you know, that life. (laughs) (laughs) It can be scary for people sometimes too. I mean, there's a fine line. I having been an actual romance reader long before I was Kingster, I do understand you need some sort of fantasy involved in this, right? And, and I love the idea of these dungeons with these fancy rooms are great and they're wonderful. And I know they're not real, but I can live with that. It's when they start you doing- write them that way because they are so wonderful. It's like- Because we do all like... wish that existed. But when they start writing oh. things about knife play that are not really knife play, or they talk about, right. um, you know- flogging, but they're not actually using a flogger. They're doing something else. Like that's when I'm like, well, well, wait a minute that we can get correct. Yes. That is the stuff that, that always frustrated me as well. And I will say the more that I learned and the more classes I took and the more time I spent in the community, there are so much that I learned that was just so fucking hot and exciting. Like I mean, just the warm-ups and the coming down from impact scenes that you never read about in books. And to me, those are some of the most intimate moments that you can write between characters, right? Like building and negotiating a scene. Some of the most intimate conversations your characters can have as an author. And does it have to happen in every book? No, no, no. Books. Well, it's really nice to read that stuff and see that stuff incorporated. You know, I just... I I hope that if nothing else comes of everything we're doing with Smut Lovers is that you can do these things if you're not doing these things. <laughs> that makes sense. Like there's yeah. people out there to support you and help you. You don't have to necessarily go home and start smacking each other around. No. In fact, we would prefer you not to. <laughs> Please don't. There are so many, and I know because one of the interesting things is for many, many years, I couldn't really talk about the fact that I've read romance right? Like that you did that quietly behind closed doors. Then thank God for Kindle. So nobody would know. I I read read my 50 shades on Kindle. Nobody had to know. But now, even now we can talk about it and we're proud and admit I read romance, damn it. And I'm totally okay with it. So the fact that then people can go from that to not going, and I read smut, and I've yep. learned about these. Oh, I'm very fascinated by this whole daddy dom thing. Or, oh, a, a barehanded spanking sounds really fascinated. I'm interested in trying that. So these fictional so, books are almost like a, a, a learning resource for people. They can be. And they definitely can 
they spark the interest, which I think is amazing. So I'll share a short story. I was at a conference this last weekend teaching a very high level way of how we can incorporate some of this stuff in our books. And we were talking about Smut Lovers, the conference, and a very, very little old lady walked up to me at the book signing. I mean, I'm talking like white hair, grandma sweater with like little fall emblems, like, (laughs) like literally the picturesque grandma. And I had seen her in the back of the room and she came up to me and she introduced herself as a committee member from the conference I was at. And she was like, I just want you to know that I didn't really know what to expect when I came into your session, but then I just couldn't leave because it was so fascinating. (laughs) She was like, I loved how frankly you talked about everything. Like this is just part of life. And that you know, it's not something that we need to be worried about or ashamed about. And ironically enough, the night before I went to dinner um, with one of our signing authors from Smut Lovers and her emotional support human, and we were talking about reading books on the subway in New York City. And O was like, I used to cover my books. Like you would, get, you would cover your book covers yeah. so that people wouldn't know what they were. And I'm like, I lived that life too, scared to tell people what I loved. And that's probably why I named my business Smut Lovers, because like you can't hide from it. Oh, <laughs> Well, it's great. So within, so our podcast has a Patreon, right? And we have a Discord server for our patrons. And I finally started like talking in there about the kind of books that I like to read. And next mm-hmm. thing I know, they're coming out of the woodwork. Oh God, you read yeah. that one? Well, did you read this one? Did you? And we're all sharing. I put down, okay, guys, I really, you know, I really love Who Cow when we did that Who Cow episode. Now I've got one of them reaching out to me privately going, okay, I need all the Who Cow recommendations, please. What, like, which one should I be reading? And I'm like going, oh my God, I love this. Thank you. You're all, we, and then we'll sit there, we'll share authors and I'll put in there going, okay, you really got to read this book. You got to read that book. And to me, that's what this is all about. Like if we can empower humans to just explore their sexuality or just their kinky ass side, which can a hundred percent just be kink for love and kink in a book because we don't necessarily want to do it in the real world, or maybe we're not as attached to it in the real world as we are in our brain, then why the fuck not? Like, I just love that. I love it when you find new people that you did not know or expect love romance as much as you do. And now all of a sudden you're like friendships at a whole other level. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, I've walked away with friends from this conference. Like I am making plans now with Amity Malcolm and her wife that we are going to Disney after the conference is over. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're phenomenal. I have, I have friends, they're coming up. They're going to come up in this way. And I'm going to take them to the dungeon and all these things we, we did. That was the, for me, I, and I've been to book conferences before. So this was not my first book conference, but I will tell you, honestly, this one was just something special. Cause like when I've been to other romance book conferences, right? Some of us are into smut, but there's also the non-smut stuff. I mean, not even necessarily the fade to black, which for those who don't know, fade to black is just what it sounds like. They go into the bedroom, they close the door behind them, and you don't actually get to ever watch them have sex. But even the ones where you do watch them have sex, it's, you know, your missionary position, it's, which is there's nothing wrong with, and they're, and they're right. standard, and it's fine. But they, when you tell them, oh, well, I read this, I read the BDSM romance, all that, they're kind of like, oh, whatever. Yes. This one, we all read the same. The yes. only difference is, is who's doing the fucking. Are they monsters, vampires, werewolves, humans, alphas, yes. and megaverse? Like, that's the only difference. And, and that it was, was important to me when we were building the lineup of authors is I was like, 
you know, because I had a lot of people reach out to me and they were like, well, is this just erotica? Because it's smut. It does it have to be kinky. Does it have to be this? And I was like, I am looking for sex on the page. If you have sex on the page, then you are welcome at our con because so many authors write in these other subgenres. And I think sometimes they don't even realize that, you know, werewolves running through a freaking forest and tackling each other to fuck their brains out is primal play, you know, and it's power exchanges happen in the fantasy world of books all the time and so they're writing it because they've seen it done so many times the input was there but they didn't realize what they were writing really does fall into the kinky fun stuff i mean breeding and nodding and all these things that you know i mean there's just so much overlap and so one thing that i will say that i cannot be more proud of is like we had no issues all weekend (laughs) and like when i say no issues like we had nothing. And I had multiple people walk up and were like, this conference was run so wonderfully. We didn't hear one word of one problem or anything. And that's because of the community we built for a year leading up to it. I mean, people had friends online that they had already, I mean, Robert, you knew no one in our community when we were like, hey, hello, would you like to do this? And you were like, like yes, yes, I'm at please. <laughs> and now I and got besties. Over a year, people got to know your name and your business and things about you and were excited to meet you. And that happened for so many of our vendors and authors that the excitement and the acceptance of everyone was just like, that's the shit that makes me teary in the eyes because I'm like, oh, my God, you guys are all so perfect. Of but course, little tiny things happen, and the I'm missing sign saying that we won't the infamous missing there. sign at seven a.m. Oh, on Saturday morning. I thought awesome. Nikki was going to have a heart attack. You know those fuckers took that thing and hit it. Too. <laughs> I know they do. <laughs> Gotta yeah, love censorship. When we have a smut lovers conference right next to some to the. My favorite though was the fact that people were going, "Oh, that's so cute!" In the reader room area, Nikki put a room for littles. Oh my god! And we're like, "No, no, that's an actual church daycare. Don't don't go in there. That's not a room for littles." Meant like I'm that. I'm like, stay away from the daycare. It's not for you. I will give you a little room for 2024, but don't go in there. I don't know. I think, I mean, you know, it's funny because we were just talking there's a FET conference in, uh, it's either Jacksonville or St. Pete that's at a Hilton property um, coming up this year. And it was last year too. And we're at Hilton next year. And I just kind of feel like with a larger corporation, we'll we'll have less issues than we had with a privately owned hotel. I mean, the hotel was great, but as you can imagine, there's a struggle, um, especially when you're booked with two church groups and a military group. Well, like, we, d- mm. we do at a Hilton here in DC, we do a hotel takeover. Yeah. For, I for think it's kink convention. Easier. So yeah. Yeah. So we're going to probably just stick with Hilton because they <laughs> like us already. In fact, the guy called when he was doing the hotel link and he was like, okay, so the word smut is flagged in my system and I don't can't get around it. And I've had this before. So is there something else I can call you? And he was like, really just cool about it. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I get it. Censorship. Blah, blah. He's like, no, like for real, like I have seen way crazier here than this. <laughs> this then and i love that because you know we had struggles we did have struggles leading up to the conference we had a lot of them i mean we're in florida so we had those struggles we dealt with private companies we had those advertisers you know and i get it not nearly probably as bad as most kink conferences but i'm happy to have been able to work through all that because once we finally got together 
It was like a big, you know, warm hug. Like it was an extended family. It was like a big extended family reunion. And everybody was so excited to meet each other. Like we had been talking. I know I was fangirling. I was very shocked to find some people were fangirling over me. Just <laughs> thing ever. What was it? Pepper? I think it was Pepper. Oh my God. When Pepper North told me she listens to my podcast, like that was it. I could die happy now. You I was should good. have seen Rara. Like you would have died. She was like bright pink in the face and early registration going to my podcast. It was the cutest thing ever. But that, like, you know, like, I mean, you don't know until you meet people and then you learn all the things and you're like, you have these secret fans that you've idolized, which is just so cool. Yeah, it's it's been, this is why I know Amity's confessed she's got a countdown going on her phone. If I knew what app to use, I would get a countdown going on my phone. <laughs> she keeps reminding me of the countdown. I'm like, come on, give me a break here. I, need, I tried I need to break. book. I tried to book my airline flight already, but the airline's going, lady, it's too early. We don't book that far in advance. <laughs> like, why not? Let me book it. Um, I love it. I love the excitement. And you know what I love even more is it's not just a pocket full of people who are that excited. It is so many people who participated and others who had just heard about it. Or maybe they heard about it during the year last year and they were kind of unsure and now they've talked to other people and they're like, how do I get there? And that is just the best compliment ever. We, we absolutely had a blast. I would not be surprised if like a whole bunch of us make plans to all like take over Disney or something, because just watch out, Disney. Here come the smut lovers. <laughs> I know. That's OK. They're ready. They do Pride Days there. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. There's so much fun stuff to do in Orlando, too, that, you know, there was a lot of concern with people traveling in. But once you're here and you realize what's really going on in Orlando specifically, there are so many things. I mean, like the Sunday brunches at Hamburger Berries would be like the perfect ending. And so, like, we were talking about different things that we could do for Sunday going forward. And it may not be like an author breakfast that Saturday morning. It may just end up being a pool party. And then let's head to Hamburger Mary's for, you know, a drag queen brunch. Cause why not? Like, Oh, it seems like I the would love event, to right? do that. I know. I know. So we'll have some recommended like outings. There was a group that went to that mail review yeah. scream thing. <laughs> Others went to the dungeon on Friday. I'm like, I you go as long as you're here in time for session Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I've learned my lesson. I will not be volunteering for any 7 a.m. things, yeah. but I will volunteer some more, just not for 7 a.m. That's <laughs> okay. We'll excuse you from 7 a.m. I, I don't just, even like being down there that early. I, I was down there before you remember. I was sitting my heart. I don't even know why you were there. Because I hate being late. It's like a phobia of mine being late. I was impressed. I was impressed. <laughs> Next year, if you do that, I'll just give you the keys to unlock all this yeah. shit. And I'll no, I'm not. I've learned my lesson because I want to go out. I didn't. I oh. swear I wasn't going to go out Friday night before. And then I still did. And I said, and then I'm like, oh, I won't stay out that late. And I still did because it's what I do. I lie to myself about that all the time. So it's it's going to be I, I can't even. I mean, I know it's going to be even better than last year just because. It's going to be last year, plus all the friendships that I, I made in 2023 that I now get to go hang out with again in 2024. So it's like even an extra layer to look forward to. 
like an even extra layer of awesomeness. Yes. And I'm already working out all the different ways that I can top our after party because that was, that was a pretty good party. I will give you motherfuckers a fucking dance floor though. We need a dance floor. And then I will wear flats so I can dance. On the feedback thing, I was like, "You re- there better be people on that dance floor all night long because there's nothing more awkward than two people dancing all night and there's no one around. We will, we will get the people up on the dance floor. I promise. Dance floor. I will give you a dance floor. Um, but we have an entire troop of drag queens that are preparing a very <gasps> amazing opening number yes. for us. Our theme is Moulin Rouge. I mean, just think bohemian fucking fabulousness uh, one of my all-time favorite movies so i'm very excited about this i know i just watched it again not long ago my husband's watching it and he's like isn't this a tragedy i was like listen it is it's a very sad ending yeah if you play come what, what may i'm going to cry and i'm just telling you that now ever though like we had to do it we had to do it so <laughs> We'll see. 2025 uh, will be angels and demons. So um, figure out a way to start throwing fire around. There you go. All right. So people can join the Smut Lovers group on Facebook. Yes. That's really the best place to get all the information for all the things. Just search for Smut Lovers. Our big group will show up there. Um, Cause that is like, I, that's even more than just the conference. All the conference updates go get pushed there, but our podcast info is there. The smut source info is that's out, um, rolling out. We'll all be there. Plus we do a lot of like, hi, I'm looking for daddy Dom authors. And I'm like, you've come to the right group. I've got, got a lot of them. those. And you know, so a lot of book recommendations happen in there too. It's a really great place to build community. Um, we're also on TikTok doing updates there all the time too. Our website is updated with everything for next year. That's where you get to get your tickets this year. We're selling tickets direct instead of dealing with Eventbrite. Um, so yeah, we're pretty easy to find. There's not a lot of people out there who've named their companies lovers. So, <laughs> and are you going to do Smut Lovers merchandise again? Because I know that we, sold well. Yes, the 2024 line is up. I had an issue with one of my Pride logos, which is why I haven't fully announced it yet. Because I've got a series of Pride, um, the logo on the black t-shirts and stuff still has to be uploaded but we should have that done by the end of the week and then we'll do our in-person our in-person specialty merch that sold like crazy at the conference we will do that all again um because people loved it i mean it was well, cute I people it. just loved the weekend period and anything and everything having to do with it <laughs> so you should be proud of yourself and i would tell you to just take take a big drink rest and relax but we got to work in 2024 <laughs> yeah, no, we, there's no downtime here. We're we're busy. We got things to do. I got another conference in like two weeks. I got to go talk all the smutty things and we'll take a break through the holidays and then we'll be back full force in January because then it's like only 10 months away, nine months away again. Gosh, it feels like it's so close, but still so far, doesn't it? I know. Well, and it's, and now that you always having it again around my birthday, my birthday falls we'll on always Saturday. Be your birthday. So my birthday sure. falls on Saturday this year of the, the big party. I love it. So I'm just going to pretend y'all are throwing me a big birthday party and uh, we'll do that. We'll do that. I would have given you a full fucking ass cake if they didn't want like a thousand dollars for it. I was like, it was, I'm like, y'all are just stupid. And then I'm like, I'll bring my own and the cutting cake, whatever. I don't hotels, man. Hotels. Those Oreos, um, by the way, those, those were so good. Thanks. Nikki I gave me uh, gave me a wonderful gift of like these individual chocolate covered Oreos that but they were chocolate they were covered in like different things and it, it was so good 
They were yeah. so I good. bought those for I bought them for someone else before and they were going on and on about them. And so then I bought them for myself just because I can buy myself gifts. But yeah. now they're like my go-to. Although I'm gonna have to find something. Y'all are gonna have to send me a message or something like really fucking rah-rah to give her next year because <laughs> We're going to have to get creative with these gifts. And I know she's already got a few chickens, so. I do. Oh, I've added more to my my pink farm. I, I got it. I got a three little pigs paddle coming my way soon. Oh, do you now? I do. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Nikki. Thank you for coming up with this brilliant idea for yeah. spearheading it and getting it going and for letting us be a part of your smut lover's world. Well, absolutely. And I owe you guys so much. I could never thank you all enough. So thank you for doing all of this. And we'll see you next year. Yes. All right. And that's all the interviews that we have for you for Smart Lovers. I no, am it's not. so excited. No, Ra. <laughs> no, it's not. What? No. We talked to everybody that wants to talk to. We talked to, to Nikki and Shannon and Ashley and Pepper and Tim- Timber. And, 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 and the hot guy cover Chloe. model. Oh, Tony. Tony. Yeah. 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 I know you. Yeah. you how Tony. could you forget Tony? <laughs> but um, I, you're, <laughs> I can't even believe you forgot. You forgot. God. You forgot you. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. I yeah, me. Do you remember when we first started to like, come on, you're the center of your own universe. How did you forget you? <laughs> but like. Remember when we first started discussing how we were going to do this? We were like, oh, my God, I have to do all this by myself and like blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, OK, but look, I'll interview you at the end and then you could tell your own stories. And you're like, oh, my God, that's a genius idea. Yeah, well, I'm old and tired <laughs> and forgetful and <laughs> repeat. And sh- yeah. OK, yeah. <laughs> So, so let me, let me be interviewed. I I will tell you all about smut lovers. Okay. The only problem is I have no idea what the fuck questions you asked everybody. That's, um, so. Well, I'm not going to answer the same questions. I mean, I am going to include it, but I, I'm going to, let, let me start with like back in the day. Blue, 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 blue. Okay, That's well, my going back in time. Oh God, that was terrible. Um, I know. How about I just say, how about I just throw this in there? Hey, Rara, why don't you tell us some fun stories about what happened at the Smut Lovers Conference? Okay, I will. Well, it really started when, if I remember correctly, and apparently I don't remember things correctly, but I'll do my best. Um, Ashley had reached out to me to want to know if I would be interested in participating. And I went, kink, romance novels, together? Fuck yes, where do I sign up for this? And I reached out, I got in touch with Nikki and I'm like, I would love to do this. And then poor Nikki got, you you will appreciate this star and you will totally sympathize with Nikki having been in her similar situation. I started sending email after email with, okay, I'll do this and I can do this and then I can do that. And I'm happy to do this. And what do you need me to do? And I've got this covered. I'll do that. You annoyed your way into the conference. I, I I don't mean to annoy. I'm just, I am so proud of you. You know, when I get excited about a project and I just, I don't walk, I run. No, I have never, ever experienced that in my entire life. This podcast being the biggest one. Yeah. Well, poor Nikki got to experience the joy that is Rara when she's on a mission to do something. And then the countdown started and it could not get here fast enough. 
And then as if I wasn't already excited enough, Nikki asked me to do a presentation on edgier kinks, like, oh, I don't know, blood play. <laughs> and I went, are you kidding? I am there for this. And I'm sorry. So, what did you say? I was tuning you out. Right. I'm sure you were. And some people did tune me out when I made my presentation. It was okay. But I, you know, having the advantage of somebody who actually reads a lot. In fact, I think as of the date of this recording in November, I am at approximately 320 books that I read so far this year. What the fuck? I'm, Are you I kidding? I got to... I don't keep track of how many I've read, but I am currently reading two right now. Oh, I'm probably in the middle of about five because I get started. And if it doesn't grab my attention, I kind of move on and then I come back. My goal for this year was 400. So I got it. I'm off pace. I got to hurry up. But I didn't take into account the things like the beta reading and the arc reading. So, okay. But do those still count as books that you've read? Eventually. No, those don't count in the 320 because Goodreads is where I keep track. And until they're available out on Goodreads and I can add them, it's a whole long complicated thing because it's me. So I made it complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I got to, I got to Florida. Now I started off a little rough because for some reason, I'm sure it was probably because I was trying to save money. I took a flight out at six 20 in the morning. The earliest I've ever done is seven and that we about died. Uh, The only really amazing good thing about going at that hour is your flight's pretty empty. So I had the whole road to myself. It was great. So I get to, I get there, I get my luggage, I get an Uber, I get to the hotel. Of course, I cannot possibly check in this early because I'm at the hotel like nine in the morning. So I check my luggage in with the concierge who were just, they were adorable. The, this old, obviously flaming gay guy. And he and I just started joking and teasing about, was my luggage safe with him? Was, was he going to steal it? It's just too cute. And then I sat and I got myself some Starbucks and a muffin. And I took out my Kindle and my phone and I just hung out in the lobby. Now, I should also preface this with the fact that this was September 21st. This was my actual birthday. So I spent a lot of time on, on social media and text answering all the happy birthday messages I was getting. And then eventually Shannon came down and saved my ass and let me go hang out in her hotel room while I was waiting for mine to be ready. And mine got ready and I got to get everything in my room. And then it was time for the author meet and greet. And I was working the event. Um, I got to do the money part. I got to help sell the merchandise, the Smart Lovers merchandise. And I got to start to meet all of these authors that, I don't know if crush is the right word, but like a reader crush on these authors. That fan, fangirling. Fan, fan, I, oh, totally fangirling. Oh my God. It was like embarrassed. I was trying not to. I was trying to be cool and I was not being cool, but I tried to be cool. Um, and then I got, so I got to really talk to them and meet them. I got the coolest, adorable little temporary teddy bear tattoo from Kate Oliver's husband, Mr. Oliver. And it took him like three times to get 
the tattoo on. The first two didn't work. We had to take it off. So I hung out with him and I got to hang out with Mr. Jameson and Mr. North. And we just were laughing and joking. Then I shared all my um, brat stories in the hopes that maybe somebody would write them into a book. Cause I really felt somebody needs to write in the book about, you know, the green and yellow rubber chickens. Did somebody say they were going to? Well, it, Kate really did appreciate it. So maybe she will write it in there. We'll see. She, her, her books don't tend to have like scenes, like traditional scenes. They're more, she writes, um, daddy Dom. Oh, well that so works. It's, so it's more like you've misbehaved and I'm going to spank you for your misbehaving or put you in a timeout. So that was Thursday. Then Friday was the day of we actually had educational aspects of it. And it, I didn't go on till the afternoon. So I got to go on and I stood up there and I have to laugh because other people had their turns. Obviously not everybody is comfortable with public speaking. Not, not a problem for me. So, you think? <laughs> I was very comfortable. And I was very careful to tailor my, my, my presentation around romance. Like a lot of the presentations were more kink 101 presentations. And those are great and I love them. But I wanted to tailor mine to, you're not going to take what I'm teaching you and actually go and do the scene. You're going to take what I'm teaching you and write a scene. So I wanted to give them ideas for writing. You would have been so proud because the amount of times I would say, I'm about to trigger warning. I'm about to discuss this. If you don't want to hear it, you can leave and I won't be insulted. And according to our patron procrastinating Kim, who was there at the conference also, because she's a writer, she said like only three people left oh, that's and everybody good. else stayed for it. I mean, some of people I think stayed because you know, that whole like train wreck, you can't look away thing. Oh yeah, that I, seems accurate. You are a bit of a right? train wreck. I I did get a lot of looks like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I did have people come up to me afterward and say some amazing, I got amazing feedback, you know, things like, okay, I would never do that, but now I'm really curious and fascinated by it. Or I never thought I'd be interested, but now I think I want to try it to Oh my God, I need to write this and put this in a book. Cause I talked about the, um, the butterfly and I talked about the staple corsets and the turning my butt into a birthday cake with candles and needles and stuff. So the, it, that went great. And then I got to talk later, uh, in little one on little small groups about dungeons, fantasy versus reality. And that's always if you if you if you're an actual kinkster but you also read BDSM romance, you know that the reality versus the fantasy of dungeons can be night and day. And some of the stuff I I agree. Put it in there, it's much better in fantasy. This idea that you have all these individual themed rooms in your dungeon. We don't tend to have that. Or if you do, you have like two or three rooms, not like 10 of them. Yeah, that's way too expensive. Right? But but the fantasy of it is awesome and cool, and that should definitely be included. But then things like, this is my personal favorite, and when I would tell kinksters that this was in books, they would always laugh because they would go, no. 
So you would leave your toys with the dungeon staff. Then they would bring it to whatever room you had reserved to do your scene. Then when the scene was over, the Dom would take the sub into the aftercare area and provide aftercare while the dungeon staff would clean the toys, put them back in the bag and bring them back to the Dom, wherever the Dom was sitting. Um, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Cause no one's fucking touching my toys, but me, I don't care if they're dungeon staff. I don't care if they're our friends. They ain't touching my fucking toys. Yeah. That was my point. My rigor who I worked with for years I would say to her when we were done, do you need my help cleaning up your rope and putting it back? And she'd be like, no, no, I got this. I'm like, you can teach me. I understand you want the rope folded back in a particular way. You can teach me. And she's like, no, 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 only I will do it. So then it's exactly the way I want it. The only person I let pack up my toys is Daddy J because he knows the like the exact way to do it because we've done this so many times. But mm -hmm. other than that, no one's fucking touching my toys. Yeah. And, and right. I've seen it with couples where it is, let's say part of the submissive's job is to clean the toys and put them away, but then they've been trained to do it the way the dominant wants it. And it's part of their routine, but to just have generic dungeon staff do it. And you very rarely have much staff in the first place, let alone staff who has the time and place to put your stuff away. Yeah, no. They don't even clean your spots after you. That's supposed to be part of your responsibility to clean off your St. Andrew's cross or your table or spanking bench or whatever you're on. It's your job to clean it off. And if you're the next person to go, you clean before the scene just in case the last people didn't clean off. It's never the the staff will clean at the end of the night to close the place down. But, but that's, that's it. That's like extra, yeah. extra clean. Um, so I definitely talked about that. By the time the conference ended, I really, I know this term gets used a lot, but it is so true. I really felt like we had formed a family, a smut lover's family. Everybody there was there for the same reason, because they love romance, they love smut, and they want to do right by all of it. There were several who are absolute kinksters already. Some who are not, but are curious, but they do write about it. And I, I have friends now, like there are people that I talk to. There's, there's some of them, we've exchanged cell phone numbers, right? Like we talk, I told you, Amity and I are making vacation plans. So it was amazing. And I'm coming back next year. I've already been invited to come back as a presenter and a vendor, I'm not sure exactly what classes I'll be teaching next year. Nikki and I are still hammering it out because my knowledge base is varied enough and wide enough that I can fill in. Like she's coming up with classes she knows she wants to be taught and I can come in and fill those in. I will be, I am pushing hard for bratting, especially in the daddy dom little girl books. There's a lot of quote unquote bratting. And I not only want to talk about ethical bratting and make sure that that's what they're writing about, but I, I would also like to give them ideas for brat scenes because I, I feel I have a lot. <laughs> oh my God. I, I have a, I can I tell a lot the of stories. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I know I'm doing that. Um, then Nikki went a f- one step further and created the smut source, which I am also very much a part of where I, I'm writing articles to be included so that people who, who join the smut source can access articles that we've written. There'll also be a list of kinky experts like myself. So if you need to talk to somebody to get either just interview them to get an idea of how something works, or you need them to read something to make sure it's written properly, you have that option. And I've picked up uh, extra beta reading. I've also um, hoard myself out. <laughs> And that really is the right word. Hoard myself out to a few other authors that if they either have questions or they need me to read just a chapter to make sure the scene is written properly. Which, by the way, you're totally welcome because I started pimping you first. You did start pimping me first. Uh, I'm seriously like I was at the dungeon the other night and we were just standing around talking and we got talking about books. And I start telling them about smut lovers and they're like, oh my God. And then they start going, oh, one was like, I really love Omegaverse. I said, honey, if you like Omegaverse, I've got authors for you. And if you like the really smutty trigger stuff, have I got a podcast for you with trigger warning romance. So it's, it's become very incestuous and I'm very happy about it. (laughs) Good choice of words. You know, and then of course it was time to leave, which was sad. I didn't want it to end. I was having such an amazing time. There was, I mean, I've never been amongst a group of people with so little judgment. Even within the kink community, unfortunately, I run, you run into judgment, right? Like caregiver littles are still looked down upon. Um, The crazy shit that I do look gets you know judged by me way out there yeah but but you do it in a teasing manner so that i don't mind (laughs) well see the thing is the only person Uh that i like say ew to is you yeah but look last night i yelled at you because she was about to pull the needles out and i said go away go away you don't want to see this you don't want to see this Because I take my role as your big sister seriously. And in fact, I have now added that. It doesn't just say sister of Electrocalise on my FET profile. They now give me the option to say big sister of. And so that's what I selected. Yeah, (laughs) I I noticed. I take that role seriously. But it was just, it was amazing and fantastic. And the funny thing is, is we all got back. (laughs) Everybody else is, you know, just like trying to wind down. I, the extrovert that I am, am so wound up. I came home and I had everything unpacked and laundry started and done by like eight o'clock at night. And everybody's in the group posting going, I actually brought the luggage out of the car into the house. Aren't you so proud of me? Look how much I've accomplished. I'm like, are you kidding? I've already taken it in. I've unloaded it. Everything's put away. I've got the load of laundry going. You're too much. Uh, Yes, I am. I am a lot. But And then we all started hounding poor Nikki. Our tickets out. When can we sign up? When can we sign up for 2024? We need to come back. And it is, it has been, it has been a a true honor to be a part of this. And I, I actually posted a message in our 
private Facebook group for the authors and presenters and vendors where I thanked everybody so much for being so open-minded and willing to listen and learn about kink so that they can write it properly. Because I did run into an instance of an author, not anybody having anything to do with smut lovers, but uh, who, when I reached out to say, listen, I have some concerns about your book. Their attitude was, you know, it's fiction, right? And I responded with, well, yeah, but you know that people read these and it's like a gateway to, to the kink world. And this author couldn't give a flying fuck. And so I just needed to thank all of those involved with smut lovers for caring and understanding that what they write today may be what something tries tomorrow. I am so not the only one who used BDSM romance as their gateway into kink. And so I know there's a ton of us out there and I want to make sure that they get the right information that yes, it's going to have to have a fantasy element element to it, but it's also going to have, when it comes to things like consent and it's really cool because Cherise Sinclair, who is an author that everybody likes to hold up as her books are the truest and closest to actual kink, which I honestly have, have always kind of laughed at. I mean, her books are excellent and I love them, but they're fantasy. She just completely updated her author's note to talk more about consent and to bring the books even closer to reality. And then throughout the book, I was text, I was texting Violet all the time because Violet was going to read it. And I was just at her going, oh my God, what a difference in these books. She updated like, the books? The, the book, the newest book she put out, the consent practice used in this book is so much closer to what we teach and do in the real world of kink. So she and basically I took was, it and ran with it. Yeah. But she wasn't even somebody at the convention. I'm hoping she'll come sometime, but I, I just, it makes me happy to see all these authors who are putting in the time and effort to learn and grow and change how they write because people are reading it and people are emulating it. So if you are somebody who has hesitated to read these books because you thought they were too much fantasy, don't, don't hesitate. The changes are happening. Read the author's who we've interviewed in these two episodes and start to see how much better their books have become. Um, if you are somebody who reads romances and you thought that's how it is in real life, now you are also better educated and will be seeing books that are closer to real life. Uh, you know, I just, I know I've talked about this a lot, probably bored a lot of people, Dara included. Dara is asleep. Is, yeah, I know. I'm used to that. There's two things I could talk about blood and I could talk about all this romance and smut and I, I lose her and that's, that's fine. But I'm talking to those of you who, who are still awake at this point. <laughs> the, because romance was my gateway into kink. I am super passionate about this and helping because to just stand back and criticize it, but without saying, Hey, 
I will help you is just wrong. And so it, it's, it's just another passion of mine, another avenue of kink education. All right. But, yeah, I was gonna say I could go on and on, but I could tell by Dara's glazed eyes and and the poor the poor snurfling because she can't breathe. That- <laughs> snurfling, that's a new one. Oh, snurfling! That's when you do the, but not because but because you're trying to get oxygen more than it's that your nose is running. Yeah, no, I I've always just called that being a snuffleupagus. Yeah, well that works too. I've always called it snurfling. I'm I'm snuffy right now. Yeah. <laughs> But please, um, every in both episodes, every author told you where you can find their books. Please look them up and support them. Because if you want romance that is written ethically from a kink standpoint, then support those who are taking the time to go to conferences and learn and do better. Yeah, that's my PSA for the day. Well, it sounds like you had a really good time. I did. And I'm not as bad as Amity. I don't have a countdown on my phone until the 2024 conference. You sure? There. Yeah, because I don't know how to put one on my phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I just have to download an app. But I've been trying to hold off. Okay, Rara. Let's take you and your too muchness and uh, <laughs> happy, happy Rara's birthday gift to herself episode. <laughs> Yeah, it's an extension of my birthday episodes. All righty. Yeah. All right, everybody. Sell Dar to feel better. Dar's going to go to bed now. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast. You can also help support our affiliates, which benefits small businesses and pink kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.